0: We are I. Good morning, everybody. We get 5.13 on the clock this morning. A little bit overcast here today, but still bright and it's still early and I'm loving every minute of it. What are we going to talk about today? Well, it seems like diet has to be um, discussed in a little bit more detail because yesterday's podcast kind of, I would say, spurred on a lot of conversation between you know me and other people and um, a lot of questions came out of it and I just want to clarify a few of those and just chat about them because like diet's not an easy subject to be able to talk about um, but I feel like we want it to be easy but we understand how complex it is So the base of it kind of really starts for me in this conversation is like who are you like when you when you look at your diet, You have to really understand like who you are as a person. And the reason why I say this is because a lot of people are really weak when it comes to food, like really don't have any kind of self-control and arguably don't want to have any self-control over their diet. Like people have a really hard time eliminating things because we're told that we should have these treats. We're told that we should have a certain amount of shitty food and there's always allowances for it. And I find this to be an interesting concept because it goes back to when we're kids because there's always, if you eat all your dinner, you can have dessert. You know, if we're going to go to the beach, we're going to have ice cream. You know, we're going to go to grandma's house and, you know, she's probably got cookies. You know, like there's always all these excuses like on your birthday, we're going to have cake, you know, at Thanksgiving, we're going to have pumpkin pie. There's all of these rewards with shitty food. The big narrative before was like the 80 20 rule. And I've always pushed back against it and said, well, so 20% of the time you want to feel like shit, which if you're eating on this 80 20 rule is probably more like 60 40. So I've realized that over the years that rarely is anybody exercising a, an unauthentic 80-20 rule. But then even if you eat like shit 20 percent of the time, you don't just automatically stop. If you eat a McDonald's cheeseburger or a blizzard from Dairy Queen or a donut from Tim Horton's, like when you eat that, like the effects of it aren't at that time in that time alone. And that's the biggest misconception because when we eat with an 80-20 rule, we're under that assumption that if I eat this donut, it's only while I'm eating this donut that I'm going to feel the effects of this donut, which is the furthest thing from the truth. You can feel, you can have inflammation in your body for days after. But that's not discussed in this this 80-20 methodology. So understanding yourself as a person and knowing how strong you're going to be, understanding what cravings you've created. Because that's also a biggest misconception that I've understood from people is they're like, well, I crave salty things. It's like, well, no, not necessarily. You know, like you crave things that you consume. Like, yes, there is a lot of that we crave things that we're deficient in. And, you know, like that's just genetically how we're programmed because we have to go out and search for food. But no, no, we don't anymore. Like before when we were nutrient deficient in something, we started to crave it and we triggered this primal and we still trigger this primal aspect of our being to be able to go search for things that have that nutrient value in them but we don't anymore. You know, we're nutrient deficient more in that our food is nutrient deficient, because of the how we choose to be able to get our food these days, and the types of food that we're eating when we do consume food. And, you know, another big misconception is, you know, feeling full versus being nutrient rich. Well, you can feel extremely full by eating a lot of shit food that has very little nutritional value. Or you can eat very little food and not feel full and be very nutrition or nutrient rich. So are you seeking out foods that are very nutritionally dense? Are you? Like where are you on that scale? Do you even know what nutrient nutrient dense really means? Besides just being tricky to say obviously, since it's tripped me up twice. You know, but when we look at some of the foods that are just extremely nutrient dense, one of the things that always comes to my mind is bee pollen and how people can survive for an extended period of time by just eating bee pollen alone because that's how nutrient dense bee pollen is. You know, so understanding who we are and understanding like what drives us And understanding like where our thought process lies when it comes to nutrition and what you're willing to even sacrifice. You know, then we get into like, well, what diet's the best, you know, ketogenic, plant based, carnivore, um, paleo, like anything, like what is the best? It's like, well, what's the thing you're going to stick to? it comes to like, when people ask me like, Oh, what, what should I buy for my home gym? It's like, whatever you're going to use. Like, I don't care if it's a two pound weight, buy a two pound weight. Because if you buy a five pound one, you're not going to use it. The five pound ones irrelevant Should I buy a treadmill or an elliptical? Well, whatever you're going to use, because the one that acts as a coat rack is not the one that's going to be beneficial. So the same thing with your diet, like which one do you connect with that's the one that you're going to see the most results with what what makes you feel successful. said, so like, I love eating meat. You know, I I love eating meat and having a little bit of fat, some nuts to chew on or, you know, my fat mix to eat, you know, that's that's satisfying to me like I feel good. I feel good. I'm doing good for my body. I feel good in my mind. I feel strong in every regard. But that doesn't mean that it's for everybody. But it's taken me years and years of fine-tuning to be able to get there. Are you willing to be able to put in the work to be able to do it? You know, I track my blood pressure every morning, my biological age, my metabolic age, you know, my weight, everything in the morning to be able to understand, like, like, am I doing what's right for my body? And I believe through all my stats that, yeah, I am. But are you willing to be able to put in that kind of work? Not that it takes that much work to be able to find something that you can connect with. But there's, there's an area where we can all meet in the middle and say, I'm willing to understand that if I'm eating spaghetti, I can't convince myself that I deserve this. Like, well, what does that even mean? Like, more likely than not you sat around all day, you know, you can be productive and being emotionally and cognitively busy doesn't mean that you are physically and calorically busy. And this is a huge, huge area in my life, what I try to be able to talk to people about. It's like, oh, you know, I was so busy today. I'm like, what did you do? Oh, you know, I had this project and that. It's like, yeah, you are cognitively and emotionally busy, but you are not calorically busy at all. So then you feel like, oh, I just, you know, I deserve to be able to have these couple glasses of wine and I deserve to be able to have this pasta and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, no, you don't because even your workout didn't really burn a whole lot of calories because if you want to go side to side for a workout and see works out harder and I burn 450 calories on average during one of my workouts, which I know are exponentially harder than most people's. You know, on any given day, I can burn a, between 2,500 and 3,500 active calories on top of my bas- basal metabolic rate. So if we want to talk about when people deserve to be able to eat something as a hypothetical treat or I deserve to be able to have this shittier food, it's going to be somebody like me who burns a lot of active calories in a day because you're physically active. But again, this is where our world coaches doesn't be able to think like that. I need this. The the easy way out, the skip the dishes, the takeout, the w- drive-through windows, the pre-packaged foods in a grocery store. You know, it comes back to like, what do you even know that's in your food or what's missing from it? It's like yesterday when I got some unpasteurized milk straight from the cow. I g- grew up on stuff like this. You know, going down the road to the Hutterite Colony and, you know, getting eggs and cheeses and milks and you know just different stuff you know even from farmers that around us that were friends or family that had different farms where we got fresh stuff like my sister and I used to sit in a field at my dad's friend's house that grew peas and we used to sit there and eat peas for hours until we had the worst stomach aches we used to fill ice cream buckets full of peas but I knew what was in it it was a pea it was ripened on that plant until it was ready to eat. It was nutrient dense versus the things that we can eat now. You know, so when it comes down to to diet and understanding like what's best for you and what should I eat before a workout and should I eat breakfast or not? It's like, listen to your body. But most importantly, like stop lying to yourself that we need all of this extra shit these 80 20 rules, this, you know, reward based eating system, this reward based eating system for life, like, oh, I get a It's Friday, I get to have the cookies. It's like, well, no, I have like, two or three squares of 85% dark chocolate at night. That's all I need. Not because I'm trying to restrict myself. It's because I've coached myself down the road to saying like, if I'm gonna have a treat, that's just what it's going to be. And I don't need anything else. Because now my treat has become generally beneficial for my body too because dark chocolate is beneficial for our body. But again, it's because I don't have that sugar monster burning inside me anymore. It doesn't mean I haven't had it in the past. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have it in six months from now. You know, but I know I don't need to power eat yellow bag M&M's even though I conceptually love those motherfuckers because when you crunch into that shit, like, let's be real. Yellow bag M&M's are the bomb. But I know like you and I say that, it's like I have no, there's nothing in me that says go have some M&M's or it's Friday today. So like today's your day, Blake. You know, like work out extra hard in the gym so you can earn those M&M's. Like no, work extra hard in the gym so I can feel like a fucking warrior. Like that's what I want to work hard in the gym for. Not because I can go eat some shit. Like how broken is that? Work your ass off in the gym, sit in an ice tank, go sit in the... So I'm going to meditate so I can eat something that is going to counter every single one of those things. Makes no sense at all. But that's where we live as a society. That's when it comes down to nutrition. When people say like, "Like, what's a healthy food to eat? Be fucking real. Come on. Are you going to tell me that you don't know the difference between a healthy food and an unhealthy food? Is that where we're at? I have so much more faith in humanity than that. When you look at that McDonald's bag, are you really going to tell me that you think that that beef, that McDonald's has your best interest in mind when we know some of those patties are made in China and overseas and frozen and shipped here? And even if they are made locally, you cannot tell me when you look at that meat that's in a McDonald's burger versus some of the grass-fed free-range beef you're going to get at a local butcher shop. And you pound that patty with your hands that it is even remotely the same. But that's our disconnect. That's how much we lie to ourselves because we want to believe these things we hear on the radio and see on TV because McDonald's is going to nutritionally have your health in their best interest long term. Not chance. Sorry. No. When you walk through a, a line at Walmart and you go through a maze of chocolate bars and gums and sour patch kids and gummies and this that and pop and the next thing like that you can't walk past all that stuff and and say like oh you know i just have a few gummies and you know i'll just have a few gummies and i'll save some for next week it's like no you probably won't that's how much we lie to ourselves. gotta be strong you gotta walk through that aisle and, Just be like, no, not a chance, not me, not going to suck me in. Then you get to the point where you don't even think about it. You just walk past it, you just go to your till, you check out, and you go home. But be real. My best nutritional advice is be real. You know. There's no way you don't know. I believe in you. I believe in all of us. So... As much as that may not be what you want to hear, accountability, that's my best diet advice. All right, it's the weekend. I'm out.